0: Welcome to the Heads Up Podcast. I am Jason Rogers, the head of school of Rundle College Society, and I'll be your host for this season's episode. With each new podcast, we hope to explore interesting topics relating to Rundle College student, faculty, and parent life. This season, you'll hear interviews with faculty, parents, alumni, students, and educational experts. Each episode will aim to provide an insight and context to the happenings in and around our community. Thank you for joining me and Everybody in the Rumble College Society on this journey, and I hope you enjoy this Rumble experience. Welcome back to the Heads Up Podcast. On today's episode, I'm excited to have the opportunity to interview Mr. Jamie Burla. For those of you who do, do not know Mr. Burla, let me give you a brief background. Mr. Burla was born and raised in Thunder Bay, Ontario. He did his undergraduate study at Lakehead University and upon graduating with a bachelor of education, he went on to teach at a private school in the Toronto area. Over 10 years ago now, Mr. Burla decided to decide to move west, and it was at this time he landed a junior high science job at Rundle Academy. Shortly after arriving in Calgary, Mr. Burla went on to complete a master's degree in educational leadership at the University of Calgary. One of Mr. Burla's many claims to fame is that he was a national finalist for Discovery Channel's search for the country's best science teacher. Over the past years, Mr. Burla has taken on several roles at Rundle Academy, including head of years for the junior high division and assistant principal. Currently, Mr. Burla is also serving as a society professional development chair. This is among the most important roles in our entire program, as we know that there are no factors more important to the student's success than the quality of the teacher in the front of the room. Finally, Mr. Burla is a proud father of three children, Charlie, Daisy, and Simon. Please join me in welcoming Mr. Burla to today's show. All right, so here we are with uh, Mr. Berla today in my office, and I'm excited about the chat we're going to have around the academy, but also around teacher professional growth. So welcome to the show, Jamie. Thanks. All right, so we'll start off with questions. First question I have for you today is, um, and I think there's an interesting story behind this, why were you initially drawn to Rundle Academy all those years ago?
1: Oh, um, when I started teaching, I took a job. I left Thunder Bay. And uh, I took a job in the Niagara region at a really small school. And I was really fortunate to teach grades one through 12. It wow. was a really small school. Uh, I taught phys ed and I taught science for the entire school. Yep. And um, I really loved that aspect of seeing how the whole school unfolded and, uh, and being involved with every single kid in the school. Right on. Um, and while I was there, I was finishing, um, I took a certification specialization in special education. Um, And while I was doing that, uh, I had the opportunity at that school to then implement uh, a support program for students who were struggling. They didn't have one in place, sort of like an IPP system that they didn't have. Uh, And then I was able to see how a plan that I worked with the parents and with the students put in place uh, really manifested into some success with those students and they were able to score better on their tests, they were able to find study strategies, whatever it was, and that, that really was exciting to me that I was able to help a student put a plan in place and then see it work. Yeah. So when I was looking at leaving the Niagara region, I uh, had a friend who knew about the Academy and was telling me about it. And I thought, wow, that's, that sounds like exactly what I want to be at. It was, you know, the small school setting. I could be involved in coaching. I could be involved in a number of different grades. Uh, and they had a support plan already in place. Right. So, you know, one thing led to another and and, and talking with uh, Dennis Hollowaychik at the time. Everything just really seemed to fit into place, and I think the philosophy just really fit with my philosophy at the time and still does.
0: And I think that's an interesting value proposition from the college and the academy perspective is the fact that we cross multiple divisions as we go, and we're able to work with kids from at the academy level, grade four to grade 12, without any loss of continuity, and I think... Uh, that's been a huge part of the success for those academy kids. And uh, you really touched on the personalized education, particularly mm-hmm. what happens at the academy, but but across Rundle as well as personalizing the education, which helps uh, any student. And I think I think you guys do it really well at the academy. Now, I know some of the stuff that is happening at the academy is you're changing the individual program plans just a little bit. Um, what is the work that's going on there? Can you fill in some of the details? What are the unique things that are happening at the Academy with a personalized program plan?
1: Sure. Uh, really, it's, it's, it's a heightened focus on kind of the homeroom or the, or the teacher advisor role. Uh, we, like you said, we have your teacher advisors even there have the same students in their homeroom for three years, and you don't really lose track of them uh, when they go out of your division even. But while they're in your division, working with the IPP process uh we we have a a student learning profile that we create every homeroom creates that and we've really been tweaking that more and more to really be in line with what their ipp goals are versus what psych reports say they should you know be looking at Uh, and really understanding the student just just digging deeper like everything was in place beforehand and and is already a really good plan, we've taken the already good plan and tried to dig a little deeper.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure the academy parents are seeing that as they move through it. I think you hit on two really huge pieces there. One is understanding the whole learner, whether it's through an educational assessment, also personal observation and academic achievement, so on and so forth. And the second is a real focus on attachment in the school. I mean, That attachment piece is huge as you move through the homerooms and you have them for three years, almost like a, a family unit.
1: It is, you know, and it's funny, you know, because the entire school, uh, in college and academy, goes to graduation. Yeah. And it, it's so special as a teacher, for sure, to sit back, even as an elementary teacher, and you look back and you get to see the kids that you taught in grade four graduate that's rare. Yeah. And it's special.
0: Well, oh, I can absolutely see what drew you to the academy. I can see what keeps you there. And I can see what draws other people to the academy through through our conversation. So thanks for that, yeah. uh, Jamie. Now moving on to question number two. Uh, phenomena we've seen at the academy over time, Jamie, is the fact that students show up at the academy and almost immediately find a home and find success. Um, yeah, You've been there long enough that I think you can identify some of that secret sauce that allows kids to find that immediate success when they show up at the academy. What, what do you think is the, the secret?
1: It's in my mind, it's safety and that's kind of a, it's a broad term in some capacity, but really it's the teachers at the academy provide such a fun and welcoming environment that, you know, students come in, if it's their first year at the academy, uh, you know, it's, it's fair to say they probably didn't have a super year at, at school the year before. They probably struggled academically, whatever. Uh, and, you know, so when they come to the academy and all of a sudden they have this, this teacher advisor and the rest of the teaching staff is so welcoming that they start to open up a little bit. And as soon as they start feeling safe and welcome, they start liking school again. And if you can get them to start liking school, and uh, now you can get them to take some chances. So, you know, usually the first step is, well, let's try some extra You know, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Come on, play volleyball. Right. Join Maker Club. Yep. Join something. Get involved in the school. Uh, and you're, you've you got that comfortable relationship already quickly that lets them know that you're not setting them up to fail. You're putting them in a position where, okay, I don't know why I feel safe about this, but I'm going to give volleyball a shot. You Never see it before. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, You know, and then then hopefully that usually then transfers into the classroom. Right. So, you know, a month or two later, this student has had some success in something they've never tried before. They feel good about coming to school. Now they're willing to take a bit of a chance at academics. I don't think they're always always aware that they're taking the chances. They just feel comfortable about being there in the environment. And they feel really good about that. So um, that's the safety I'm talking about. It's interesting, though, because as that continues... I mean, our students sometimes are there from grade 4 through to twelve. So how do you maintain that? They feel safe, right? Then it's about that plan kind of we talked about. You know, knowing that every single year the teacher's digging a little bit farther into into them. What are their needs? How do we support them? All that kind of stuff. And as long as you change and tweak that support system, that feeling I don't think disappears.
0: That's right. No, absolutely. And I think that – I hope everybody steals your secret to success because I think – the safety You see it. I mean, there's the emotional and the psychological yeah. and the academic safety that all comes on board. And I think you're right. I think it comes from that success on the volleyball court right away or the joining a club that yeah. they might not ever have joined anywhere else. So I guess as future pitch to future Rundle Academy kids and parents is come on over and get involved because it's a get safe involved. place to be. Totally. Yeah, the
1: community great. Well,
0: excellent. Thank you. Now, Jamie, the next question has to do with, uh, I think, uh, what is a passion for you. Over the years as I've come to know you, I know that you've got a real um, passion and insight for teacher professional growth. And you've certainly talked an awful lot about uh, one phrase in particular when we're working with our faculty on professional growth. And that phrase is, um, you're encouraging our staff to hone their craft. Yeah. So I'm curious right now is maybe for our listeners who... Aren't involved in teacher professional develop, development, or or are? Um, can you elaborate on that? Because I think it's a particularly powerful phrase and and way of thinking for teachers everywhere. So tell me more about honing your craft, Jamie.
1: Yeah. So I think over the every I see every profession as a as an art form. If you're going to dedicate your life to it, ultimately, right? Um, that's your art form, and I think your everybody gets. Uh, to work at their passion in some capacity every single day and I really look at teaching profession as an art form right and I think over the years it, it 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 often isn't viewed that way and I think often people who aren't in the teaching realm or married to teachers or whatever the case may be they don't necessarily know the time and effort that teachers put in to improving themselves year after year yeah uh, teachers really, take a look at their job, and they really try to understand the brain in learning. They try to understand the psychology of it. Uh, There's a lot that goes on in that capacity. And then that's kind of behind the scenes. And then there's also their delivery of information, their facilitation of their room with the students and that kind of stuff. They take those things and they dissect them. And I think a lot of people outside of the education realm would be surprised at the time and effort that teachers put into that. Uh, and I really see it as an art form or, or a craft. So, you know, when I when I promote that to teachers, uh, I really say, you know, work on improving yourself every single year and be dedicated about it. Because there's so much to learn. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of moving parts there. And um, uh, to, to sharpen your saw or to, what I say, is hone your craft. Because I do believe it's an art form. I do totally. believe you can... You can work at it. and I think you just like an artist, you know, changes and works on their brushstrokes. Like a teacher works on their instruction and their pedagogy year after year. And I think everybody in any profession can get a little bit better every year. So that's what I always challenge teachers to do is just to, you know, sit back, be dedicated and hone your craft this year.
0: Excellent. I think at Rundle College Society, we're lucky to have somebody who's so passionate about professional growth and that whole idea of the artisan of education, um, helping our faculty continue to move through it and grow. And we all know that um, the strength and the skill of that teacher in front of the classroom has more to do with student success than literally any other metric anywhere. And and your dedication is helping those students succeed. So thanks for that, Jamie. Now, the next question, I guess, is another kind of what's-our-secret style question, and I'm happy to to have that conversation today with you. But oftentimes, parents will just see in a calendar, professional development day, no school. Um, And I think it often leaves the question hanging out there, what are those teachers doing and why is it important um, are they doing nothing, and why are they doing nothing? So today I'm ready to dispel the they're doing nothing myth yeah. a little bit and talk a little bit with you, Jamie, about what is Rundle's secret to great professional development for teachers. So take me through it, Jamie. What, what do we do here at Rundle that makes uh, our teachers the best anywhere?
1: Great. Um, honestly, the Rundle secret is, is attention. It's attention to uh, the professional development. Uh, you know, as I, as I kind of said before, there's a lot of moving parts to a school uh, and to the teaching profession. You know, there's uh, the pedagogy behind it, there's neurodiversity, there's technology, there's, there's all sorts of, uh, of aspects to the teaching profession that a teacher has to be um, new and, and informed with. And they, uh, we as a society have to be attentive to their growth needs and and find a, a way to, uh, link all those moving parts for the teacher so that they can wrap their head around all the things that they have to stay new and current for sure. with. Um, so, you know, and then you, you kind of, you, there's a, there's a pile on of intricacy there in the sense that, uh, you know, every division has uh, a goal that they want to see 100 every subject department has a goal that they want to move forward on every individual teacher has their own personal uh honing of their craft that they're working on uh and then all there's all those other parts that uh, aren't even in that list yet that need to be kind of paid attention to so it's the society's job to make sure that that attention is being dealt with and that every teacher has uh, within their years, some capacity of being able to stay current uh, with the pedagogy that that is their craft.
0: Yeah, and have have their needs met. I mean, as you speak through Jamie, it, it does become almost overwhelming to think of the amount of stuff that teachers have to stay on top sure. of it, whether it's the planning or the assessment or the technology or the brain or any of these things. And so that time is yeah. is extremely well spent for our teachers. Um, I want to I want to dig deeper and on yeah. our professional development a little bit, and I want to just. Put forward, you know, Jamie. Maybe you can explain to uh, to our listeners the idea of transformer sessions in our schools. Sure, it's kind of a fun and interesting name, but it's got a real, real grip to it. So, yeah, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit more about when I say transformer sessions at Rundle College? Yeah. what what is
1: it? Well, they're not robots in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Then, so, then, what are they? They <laughs> are. Um, well, I mean, the, I guess the name kind of came because. Uh, hopefully it's uh it's a session where uh some sort of transformation has occurred or you're promoting to happen uh within your profession and uh really it's it's about teachers sharing their knowledge at that at that time so i think I think when people tend to visualize what teacher professional development is sometimes it's you know it's a big guest speaker who comes in. And the teachers are all sitting and listening, and they're either getting some information or they're getting inspiration or whatever it is. And then they hopefully take that information back, and they, they, uh, uh, their classroom changes somehow. Right. But the
0: technical term for that is sit and get, yeah, isn't absolutely. it? Yeah, it's just sit absolutely. there and get your information. Like and a get lecture. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's a place for it at sure. times.
1: But um, the way the Rundle has taken an approach is, is, is as every teacher more and more hones their craft, Uh, they become really, really specialized and really great at a specific aspect of their job. Um, And it would be a shame for them not to share that information and and teach the other teachers. And that's a really vital part of the system. Um, So, you know, the society helps them uh, find their own passions and and go with their own uh, professional growth. And as they uh, become really, really uh, in tune with uh, an aspect of their teaching career, uh, they're then asked to share that knowledge back to the rest of the staff. Right. So these transformer sessions are an opportunity for them to uh, teach the teachers um, what they've learned and how they can take what where they've gone and seen some amazing presentation or they've gone to some conference that's been just completely changed their whole pedagogy. Yeah. Uh, how are they going to now transform? rundle based on what their excitement factor is and that's this is their opportunity to do that
0: right and i think the naming of those says everything i mean the transformer sessions come in three different sections uh confucius uh zutterberg or Darwin sure. and uh, I'll leave it to your imagination as to what those themes yeah. would be but if you ever curious I'm sure you can reach out to Jamie or myself and, and we can help you through that Definitely. Um, I guess in the spirit of giving away all Rundle's secrets around PD um, Jamie can you take a second and tell me about what is spark PD at oh, the Academy and and how did how does that impact the honing your craft or the pedagogy that happens around our schools
1: yeah um, well, because there's so much out there, uh, and and our teachers are so uh, invigorated to learn more and more things and try new things, uh, it's. I really feel like it's important for for education to carve out time where teachers can be innovative, yeah. and teachers have a chance to bounce ideas off other teachers. Yeah. And say here, I've been thinking about whatever. Have you ever, or what do you think about my idea? And. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to necessarily in a scheduled day, um, and especially from a teacher's perspective, your day is dedicated to other people. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have that time where you can just sit back and and bounce things off at a staff meeting or or that kind of stuff too often. Um, So it's important to carve that time to allow teachers to be innovative and creative. And if you allow for that time, it'll happen. Teachers want to be creative. Totally. Um so, you know, the idea of, of the term spark is really about that. It's it's the idea of sparking the flame of what hopefully will be something really cool that'll happen and and arguably maybe even change uh how the division of the campus or your own classroom, how you how you teach the, the children differently. And um and, and we've really seen some huge success out of that creative block time. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean there's there's some pretty famous other organizations that do something similar to google 3m yeah exactly uh, you know google 3m rundle i mean yeah exactly yeah pretty <laughs> big, big creative
0: places so. yeah and those the, those innovative incubator times have really paid huge dividends at, at rundle academy yeah. and um i know i always look forward to the opportunities when i have them to get involved in a spark conversation hopefully that idea of sparking an idea into a flame uh takes root continues to take root at Rundle Academy and elsewhere. I yeah. think it's a great idea, and I think it's an idea definitely worth sharing. So thanks for sharing that with us today, Jamie.
1: Thanks.
0: And now the final question in this segment, Jamie, is uh, you got a lot of sage wisdom, and there's always new teachers who are coming online, and mm-hmm. oftentimes I'm sure it feels like they're drinking from a fire hose when we're talking about <laughs> professional development because there's just so much. So much
1: to learn.
0: So I, I just, if you're going to distill that for a new teacher here at Rundle or anywhere for that matter, what would you tell them if you were to just answer the question, uh, what advice would you give to a new teacher with respect to professional development?
1: Yeah, uh, you're right. Because I mean, often, you know, if you're a brand new teacher, uh, and, and sometimes even, you're not even new to the profession, you're, just, you're new to Rundle, and so there's just new things to learn. Um, it's a lot to take in. But I think the advice I would definitely give is, part of it they do and part of it I think they, they don't, in the sense that uh, I think they need to, new teachers should realize that there's a lot to learn from the veteran teachers around here. Uh, and I think they're generally accepting of that already. What I think the other part they need to accept is that, is what they can offer the veteran teachers. And I think right. the it, they're not always open to sharing their ideas uh, wholeheartedly, but I, I know the veteran teachers around here and I know that they get excited when new staff comes on board because they know new ideas and initiatives are going to be talked about and and there's just an excitement factor that a new teacher brings and I think they don't always value that aspect of themselves. I think they always want to sit back and, and listen to the veteran and that's an important part of it um, but to add their own ideas even if their experience doesn't necessarily uh, back it up, so to say, but their ideas are, are great and invigorating to, to the veteran teachers. And, and I think just to know that those veteran teachers are accepting and wanting that excitement yep. in their career. Um, and, and you know, so, so the advice I guess would be more about understanding the balance between, um, understanding your profession and the innovation part of it. Yep. I always try to, one thing I, another thing I kind of like to say is it's great to think outside the box that's that's kind of a term that's out there um but i i think it's important to understand your box before you think outside of it yeah yeah yeah, so i think there's that that's understanding that balance between what do i need to really really know right now and then when can i offer the innovation part of it um I, i think it's hard to think outside the box if you
0: don't know your box. Wow. No, I think it's profound and interesting and exciting. I can see why new teachers would be excited to work with you uh, as they enter their career with Rundle College. And I hope that uh, all new teachers have that experience as well as as they enter their careers. Okay, now on to my favorite section of every Heads Up podcast is called the Rundle Rumble. Now, the Rundle Rumble, for those of you who haven't listened before, is a quick-fire Rundle association game. I'm going to say one word or maybe a couple of words to Jamie here, and I want him to quickly associate that with anything Rundle or professional development related. So, essentially, what's the first thing that comes to mind when I say these words? Are you ready, Mr. Berler? Uh, okay. Okay, so here we go. Uh, number one, science.
1: Oh, Curiosity. Um, it don't be afraid to take a tangent and, and let, and explore the weird question.
0: Awesome. Two national science teacher competition <laughs> and award.
1: Uh, a very fortunate time where I was able to work with Mr. Vandermeer and Mrs. Adams and, and, uh, and, and be highlighted on, A pretty cool Discovery Channel stage.
0: Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, Mr. Berlow was a finalist for National Science Teacher of the Year Award one year, and uh, since then we've been calling him Professor Pickle. (laughs) And so you can (laughs) follow up with him if you've got any curiosity there. Uh, Number three, Thunder Bay.
1: Oh, home.
0: Number four, leadership.
1: Oh, that's a tough one because it... It really, for me, it means so many different things. Uh, sometimes it means I gotta lead in a certain way, but but sometimes it just means listening, and and I don't understand yet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh,
0: that's huge. That's really yeah. evolved. No, I think leadership is a moving target for sure, and yeah. I think you've articulated that. Uh, number five, what's the best teacher book you've read?
1: Oh, that's another hard one because. Honestly, for me, it's it's almost what the frame of mind or what I'm looking for at the time is needed. What are the ones that I really, really go to? Um, make is it make ideas stick? Yeah, made to stick. Made to stick. It's awesome. one that really, really stuck with me. And drive was another one. Yep. That, uh, those two I go back to often. Um, yeah, are they specifically teaching and educational? I'm not entirely sure, but I definitely drew a lot from those two books.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Good, great choices. Uh, number six, The Academy.
1: Oh, wow. How do you articulate The Academy? Just an amazing, wonderful place to work. Right
0: on. Uh, that's well put. Uh, number seven, Runlow College's PD Committee.
1: Wow, an absolute dedicated group of professionals that their passions truly are growing other teachers. Not even about themselves. Yeah,
0: right on. Uh Vandermeer.
1: I know I'm hesitating on a podcast here, but uh <laughs>
0: the silence says everything.
1: <laughs> um honestly, um and a really, really great Colleague and friend, who is always available to bounce ideas off of.
0: Excellent. He'll like, he'll be happy to hear that. Uh, number nine, Persians.
1: <laughs> Very awesome uh, Thunder Bay delicacy. If you ever are on your road, cross Canada road trip, don't just run through Thunder Bay. <laughs> Stop and get a Persian. It's a donut you will talk about the rest of your trip.
0: There you are. Absolutely. Uh, and last but not least, number 10: what does success mean to you?
1: Success means to me, honestly, I think something different every day. And um, uh, sometimes, some days, success is uh, getting the kids out the door on time. Yeah. And sometimes, uh, success is watching. Uh, colleagues grow uh, be presenters and be leaders and sometimes uh, success is is truly personal and uh, and it's achieving a goal that, that I've set for myself
0: well Mr. Berlow that was a lot of fun thanks for taking the time out of your very busy schedule thank to sit you. down and chat about professional growth and all sorts of other things um, I know that people who listen to this will will walk away with several gems so thank you for taking the time
1: thank you